Welcome to Captivate and Close. I'm Kinsey Mackis, business consultant and marketing strategist, and I'm going to show you how to attract and enroll high-paying clients using my breakthrough online marketing strategies, all without having to rely on complicated funnels, disingenuous clickbait, or spammy sales tactics. These are the messaging, marketing, and selling secrets that virtually no one is talking about. So let's dive in. Well, hello, my friend. Welcome back to another episode. I am so happy to be here. I feel very spacious right now. It's been quiet in my house all day long. And as you know, during the summer, that does not come (laughs) as often as it normally would. And so I feel very spacious right now. And I am so grateful that I get to use this time to really pour into you and craft a really powerful message for today's episode. So as you know, we've been on this journey of talking about growing and scaling. This is obviously top of mind for us because we've taken this journey. We're about to take another journey of scalability and also what we help you do as a female expert is take that journey too. When you think about going to that next level, uh, not just growing your business, but creating systems and processes and, and methods around your business and your offers to allow you to still grow without sacrificing the things that matter most to your life. And I think we will all find ourselves in seasons of, you know, feeling a little bit burnt out and also kind of like you're barely keeping up. And so what I want to talk about today is specifically regarding your offer, how to scale your signature offer without sacrificing your client's results. And why this is important is because when you think about growing and scaling a business, if it's at the detriment to your client, you will not go very far. And so it's really important. I don't think this is not focused on enough and this is where we really shine and this is where our expertise comes in when you are growing and scaling is that we are always looking at the offer and the delivery of the offer and so I want to talk specifically about what that means to scale an offer and this is going to be for you if you are a couple things maybe you're at capacity with your current client load and so you need to take a look at what is next for you perhaps you need to launch another offer or you need to take on more clients but you don't have room and so you're really thinking about what is next you're kind of feeling like you have a ceiling Uh, time is hard to come by Uh, this also is for you if you are a service provider and you're not really sure how to make that leap right we again have a ceiling if we're relying on that one-to-one if clients are relying on you to get a result or they're relying on you to get them something right more in the done for you element even we will hit a ceiling. And so this episode will help you really think about a way to deliver your services in a way that can scale. And this is also for you if you already have some method of scalable offers, right? A group coaching program, a mastermind, maybe even a course, but it's not really selling the way that you would like and or the clients are not getting results like you would like. And so if we don't have those things in place, right, the growing or the scaling won't happen. But 
more importantly, what I really want to remind you is that you created a business because you wanted freedom in your life. And it can sometimes be easy to forget that that happened. And so what I find is there's a lot of women in seasons where they're working so hard so hard, so many hours a week. I just actually hopped off the phone with a private client and she grew so fast. Her business blew up and now she's kind of in the season of transition of like, okay, well that was crazy, right? She was burnt out. She was very overwhelmed. And so we're just shifting, shifting the business model, really looking at the offers and putting things into place that are going to support not just the business growth, but also her and her lifestyle. Because right when that happens, our health takes a decline. We lose the zest for our business and life. And then it's all for nothing, right? That is not the reason we went into business for ourselves. And so these discussions are really important in that lens because I never want you to feel like you aren't living your best life. My business is a vehicle for things, but it's not the vehicle for everything. And if we kind of get that confused, we will be living a life that is controlled by right what the business needs. And that is not where I want you. So Let's dive in. Let's talk about how to scale a signature offer. Now, if you've been with us, we have been talking about growing versus scaling and even signs that you might even be ready for scale. And so in this lens today, what we're talking specifically of like what this looks like from the offer perspective. Now, if you take a look at the total business, right? And again, I'm challenging you guys to think so much bigger about your businesses, even if it's just you, even if you don't have a team, right? You are still a CEO and you're just wearing all the hats. And if you think about in the most simple terms, and when you look at a business model, you have the core units of the business, right? Marketing, selling, and operations. That's kind of like at the most simple, basic level. And right now you're doing all the things, right? You're marketing the offer or offers. You are also selling them. Maybe you're doing sales calls, right? And you're also, in, when from an operational perspective, you're delivering on those offers. And then throughout all of it, right, you're doing all the behind the scenes of making sure the business is moving, right? Email management and meeting management and podcasts, whatever your business looks like. And so I think that alone will really help you put into context where you are feeling the most full and where to delegate first and things like that, which we've talked about. But we're focusing today mostly on the operational component, specifically delivery, right? So when you get clients and you bring them in, now you have moved from right lead generation to actually client fulfillment. And this is where it gets so fun. And this is where our zone of genius comes in. I say R because I'm more the design and the visionary and I know how to make offers freaking amazing. And then our client success manager really helps you bring that vision to life to really understanding the client journey and she puts her magic on it. And so this is why it's so fun to do this work with you because again, you want to prioritize the client through the lens of growing and scaling, but you also want to prioritize your own needs. And I think that goes by the wayside first. So we're talking specifically about the client delivery. 
So there's three components or three ways that you can scale an offer. And this is where I want you to really get side, like get out of the standard or traditional thinking. Because what we see the most is, you know, coaches will, or even any sort of female expert will have one offer. They'll become, they'll, they'll get to capacity. And then it's just like, I'm going to launch a group coaching program because of the mainstream media if you will like this is like the route that people go is like and and they don't even pause to think like is this model right for me or is that even what I want and we just kind of replicate what everybody else is doing and so I don't want to have that particular conversation in depth here I'll do another conversation about that but First of all, noticing where the thinking is and like, how did you get here? What is the thought process behind you wanting to launch a new offer? And kind of like break the mold of, and just, I want to just challenge you to think outside of the box. And so whether it's a group coaching program or a mastermind or whatever, we really want to look at what do you love the most? And when you think about your one-to-one offer, sometimes It just means scaling the components of that one-to-one offer without having to launch a brand new offer. And this kind of blows people's minds because again, we just kind of replicate what everybody else is doing. And in fact, I would rather have you not just do what everybody else is doing and really start to think strategically about where you want to carve out your own space in the industry and how your offerings or your services are going to support that movement. So that's the first thing we take a look at too, is where are you going to really claim your expertise and where does that niche and that blue ocean, if you will, live? And how can we also use those offers and those services to really fine tune and elevate your positioning within that blue ocean? So again, it goes back to just really thinking outside of the box. And this is something that we want to do with you inside of Launch Like a Queen because it's not just about scaling your offers and services. It's really aligning to that big picture vision. So let's take a look at the three components. So again, I want to remove sort of this idea of like, it has to be a group coaching program because when you scale your offers and services, it actually can be so many different variations. And so we want to break that sort of cycle. So the first thing that we want to look at is the pathway. The pathway is the journey you take your client on from start to finish. So if you are a running coach and you help women run a half marathon and train for a half marathon, right? The starting is where they're at now, right? Not being able to run a half marathon. And the end point is running a half marathon, right? But everything in between and that start to finish is the pathway. This is something that we really, really want to master. And every time you grow and scale, you're going to be re-looking at your pathways. And this is what we build data around and metrics around to determine how successful our programs are by looking at the pathways and understanding where people are getting hung up, right? Is it too much? Is it too little? And so even if you only have a one-to-one service right now, right, that you still have a pathway and you may not even know what that is yet. And that's your really your first part of the process. Before you even scale, one of the things to fine tune is that particular pathway. The more people you work with, the more that you're really going to learn what people need and what they actually don't need. Sometimes in our heads, we think that they need 
something and then we learn that oh they actually don't need that and when we look at that pathway and that's what we start to master this is where you are able to get your clients better and faster results and even more fun they don't need so much of you right that's the idea of scale but that's the first thing we look at when we think about scaling an offer is the pathway is this pathway aligned with scalability and also is it the right pathway sometimes it might be too big right if we try to shove the whole enchilada in the pathway, people get lost, they get discouraged, they fizzle out, they're not getting wins, right? It's just too much work, right? So what we can do is really condense if it's too much and figure out like, well, what do they absolutely need to be able to get them to that end point? And sometimes we move that marker, right? If you think about even in relation to a running coach, if she was going all the way to a marathon, but she found that most of her audience actually just wants to run a half, or at least that's the starting point. And then from there, then they can start to consider a marathon. What we've done is we actually just cut that pathway in half or a quarter or whatever. And so we've condensed it into a more digestible experience that's going to get them a quick win, not a quick win, but a win, right, to the finish line. And then, right, then that will open up opportunities for you to continue working with them in maybe another container or sort of a renewal or whatever. Everybody's going to be different as far as what that looks like. But the point here is that we're not shoving a bunch of things into that pathway to make it the most successful. And when you think about even transitioning from one-to-one services to more of a one-to-many, a lot of times it means kind of cutting out a big portion of what you're doing with your current private clients and really mastering a smaller pathway. Another example of this is even my uh, functional practitioner that I see. I've been seeing her for years in the clinic and actually she is scaling online and so now she's working with us and she wanted to really take her services, right, because she has capacity. Her, her clinic, her brick and mortar clinic is at capacity. It's fully booked. In, in fact, you have to wait months to get in with her and so she wanted to really scale her business, right? This is a perfect example of scaling a business so that you can grow beyond your own capacity, help more people make more money without working more hours. And part of that was creating an offer that could grow online, that could scale online. Well, what she does in the clinic, you can't fit, or what she does with her one-to-one patients in the clinic, you can't necessarily fit all of that into an online experience, an online program. So it was really about taking a look at that whole journey and that whole experience that she takes her private clients or her private patients on and deciding like where could she be the most impactful for people that can come in you know enroll in an experience with her and get sort of a a really transformational win with a condensed pathway so that is what we look at as far as your client and their journey and the types of results you promise this is another thing too if you feel like you cannot promise the world I know we hear a lot of like well I can't really guarantee that well you can absolutely guarantee the pathway right and if you're trying to over promise 
what happens is then we under deliver and that never pans out well for you or the client or your reputation. And so this is something that you want to also really evaluate when scaling your offers is making sure that expectations are there and we're not over promising something that we can't deliver on every single time for the clients coming into that experience. Secondly, we look at processes, okay? So when we think about scaling our current offers or services, one of actually the easiest things to do is start to really systemize parts of the business. And this is one of the harder things to do, I think, for even solopreneurs that are really being called to that next level because it's really hard to delegate at first. It's hard to relinquish that control. It is fascinating. I never had this uh, experience because I was like, I've always been really good at delegating as fast as possible. But it's fascinating how many women actually delay hiring a VA or EA as long as they do because it's literally life-changing. But that being said, when it comes to processes, what part of the offer sometimes before you even need to say change the offer itself or the format of the offer sometimes we just need to create some more rhythm in the offer itself okay so for instance let's say you are private coaching right you don't have a scalable offer just yet but you might be feeling like you're getting burnt out or starting to become at capacity And the first thing we want to do is, well, let's streamline what we already have. Let's make it work even better. And so an example of this would be even if you had, let's say you have somebody enroll with you in a private coaching experience and you have a couple calls to onboard them, right? You need to collect information from them. You want to get to know them, which will then give you sort of that starting point as far as like what their plan is. Let's say you are a health coach, right? You need to really get an assessment of where they're at, what they want, and from there you can give them sort of this health plan of where they're going to be focused and what your time together is going to really look like. Let's say you had to do that in two or three calls. Well, this can easily be done in an intake form, right? So as soon as they enroll, right, automatically, and again, this comes into automations, which can feel so big, maybe even overwhelming, but they're actually really simple. In Launch Like a Queen, we have our tech support help you do these things because we find that it stalls women so much. It's so overwhelming. I totally get that. And so we want to really take some of that load off for you, but One of the things you can do is you can create automations where as soon as they enroll, right, they get their welcome email, they get a little bit of a next steps in that email. And part of that is completing their intake form, right? And in this intake form, you ask the questions, everything you need to really assess where they're at, what they want, what their challenges are. And you don't even have to meet with them yet necessarily to be able to even see, right, quote unquote, prescribe what their plan is going to be. And so what we've done is we've just eliminated at least one call to assess, right? That was just done in automation. Now, a lot of you might be thinking, well, I want them to be feel seen and heard. Absolutely, right? I mean, I think about when I, you know, I just had to have my youngest son go to the dermatologist and they, part of their process is like, you have to complete the these questionnaires, right? And they say like, I'm gonna, we're gonna send these to you electronically so you can do them at the home first, 
or you have to come in early to do them in the office. Of course, I'm like, oh, hell no, I'm not coming in early, right? I'm going to do them in the office or um, in the home birth. So we, we can, you know, jet in at the very last minute. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but when you think about this, I also want you to consider the professionalism around this. When you start to put structure and processes and systems around your offers and your services and people know what to expect and they're being told every step away this is what this is this is why it's important and this is what next steps are they will feel so safe and so do not underestimate the power of these processes and the systems now am i telling you to do everything via form no right these are just elements within that journey that you can start to think can this be replaced with something now after you have that intake form now you have a good assessment of where they're at and so when you hop on that first call together you're way more prepared right and we get to be more useful with our time here's the other thing to consider is when you are working with premium clients which we really want to help you dial in, right? It's not about working with people that can't afford you or aren't willing to put in the time. Right? We really want to position your offer or your service as a higher end experience. But when you work with premium clients, they are busy. They value time over money. And so when we really consider their time also, and we think, man, this would save them so much time. And also I'm going to get you results faster that is where we create those clients for life and those experiences where they're like holy crap my mind is blown so that's the second portion when we think of processes where do we need to start putting automations in place so that not everything is manual it is incredible the amount of tools and systems that you can install in your business right now to create a sense of streamline without changing really anything about sort of the delivery or the format of the offer itself right another example of this would be if you are getting a lot of questions at the beginning of your experience so let's say again we'll use the example of your one-to-one coaching clients and you find that they come in and they have like all these questions and so a lot of your calls at first are taken up with questions and them um, really having the the place to talk through some of these things and you find yourself kind of repeating like the answers to these questions guess what you can take those and you can record some videos and or even record one welcome video and so imagine going back to this example of the intake form right they get their welcome email and it's these next two steps the first step is watch their welcome video in that welcome video they're setting we're setting expectations and we're answering their questions that you know they have without them even saying them imagine how that feels right like you are already, you're, you're one step ahead of them. They're going to be like, oh my gosh, you're like in my head, right? So we're addressing these questions that you know they probably have. And then you're also letting them know these are the next steps. In order to make our first call the most valuable, I'm going to have you complete this intake form. Make sure to complete this before our call. And you can create that environment where it's like they already are totally bought in because you just showed them you're one step ahead. You showed them that you have a process and you're professional with the way that you deliver your services and they're like ready to rock and roll now another example of this and again some of this might feel obvious to some of you but I know 
that when I talk about this to a lot of our clients, it's a, a huge aha for them. So my brain obviously works in processes. And so it's really easy for me to see and highlight and spot these types of opportunities. But when you're so in the weeds of it, it can feel really hard to be like, oh, well, that was so simple, right? To Once you see it, you're like, oh, that's obvious. So I think just giving you more examples of where we can really systemize around processes. When you think about even if you have one-to-one clients and there's a lot of back and forth, let's say that they you have to go back and forth even when it comes to scheduling their calls. This is really easy. to. We can really eliminate a lot of that when you include that in the email communication, right? You give them a link to book a call with your Calendly link or your Acuity, whatever that looks like. And it's just like, hey, select the best time that works for you. And of course, on the back end, making sure that your calendar is tight and you have those specific blocks just for coaching clients right? It's not that we give them our free range to our calendar and book wherever they want. I want you to really think about where, when and where do I want to allow for coaching calls. And where this is important is what I'm learning too, especially when it comes to doing more in my business as we grow, is the less that I context switch, the better. So even if you have a really dialed in calendar uh, blocking system or time blocking system, Uh, The second part of that is making sure that you're blocking things or you're chunking things that are like activities. So if you're going from coaching clients to creating content, it's actually going to take you 25 to 30 minutes to regain focus. So you're losing time because it's a completely different type of activity. It's going to require different types of creative thought and energy from you. And so really making sure that you are condensing your coaching calls. Now you might be thinking, I don't like, I have so many, I don't even know how to condense that. Well, this is a timely conversation for you because right, if you are so full, then we got to do something about that, right? This is even what I'm seeing in a lot of our clients is like, they can't get enough breathing room to even, you know, create their best work or market the business. They market in a way that they need to because it's just so they're spending so much time doing all these other things so this is just a, a microscope into that but when you think about your offers like okay how do we eliminate the back and forth or the things that are manually taking so long what is a tool or a process or a system that we can build into that So that's the second thing. The last thing that we look at when it comes to scaling an offer, right? To recap, we have pathway. We look at the journey of that offer. Maybe it means condensing it. Maybe it means um, fine-tuning it, really solidifying it. Sometimes it means just clarifying what that is. If you are positioning or, sorry, pivoting from a one-to-one to 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 one-to-many, it's taking a look at like, okay, what chunk of this do I take with me? And also along the way, what I want you to consider is when you know what that pathway is and you know those high-level three to five core steps that you're taking your person through, that will also give you insight into some processes or systems that you can build around those mini milestones, which was our second element of scaling an offer process, right? And no matter what, whether you are growing or scaling or just starting out or you've got tons of offers, uh, which I don't necessarily recommend, 
but we always want to take a look at our business through the lens of like where can I implement a process or a system or a tool around this to really preserve my energy and make things run in more rhythm. And then lastly, what we look at is the people, okay? So people, meaning your team. This is really fun. And this is where we get to have really actually, I think, so much fun when it comes to delivery and really thinking about what gaps are in the offer and where can we also elevate the service in effort to enhance a particular topic or understanding of something or an implementation of something. So I'll give you some examples because there's so many ways that we can play this out and the way that I've seen my clients do this in context to scaling their offers. But a perfect example of this is a peer of mine. She runs a PR agency and one of her signature offers is a VIP day. And she runs these so they're a full day one-to-one with her and the client and at the end of this VIP day what they have is a fully fleshed out PR uh, strategy with the templates and the angles everything so normally and I want to give some more context too because I think this highlights where a lot of people go wrong is they would say that that offer isn't scalable and it is really just designed right for that one-to-one service and so they would go out and create again this is what we see the most they go out and create a group coaching program or a course that can help more people meanwhile continuing to do their one-to-one vip days but actually if you love those vip days and you want to scale that baby you can bring in of course, pathway and, and processes, but you can bring in people to help you really scale it so that you're not taking up more hours of your time, right? Because again, if you are only staying in that one-to-one and your clients need you in order to get the information or the results, that's where we have that ceiling. But where can you bring in people to support that overall process? So what this could look like in the context of this VIP day, right? She can bring in other experts on her team. So I know she has a uh, video editor that helps her with her uh, content and her angles and really helps her, you know, really get in front of the right people. So she could have her client spend a little bit of time with her video editor to really understand what to do, how to do it in context to this micro topic. She could also, even before she starts the VIP day, if you think about even that collection of information, right? We need to get to know our clients. We need to understand what they want, what their challenges are, so we can really cater to their needs. She could have her VA or her client success manager do that onboarding call to really prep them for the VIP day, right? So now coming into it, She obviously saved a couple hours doing that, but coming into the VIP day, they can make it more fruitful for the client and more fruitful for her as the expert because they're ready to hit the ground running. So that would be an example of bringing in your team or contractors or people to support the overall process of the delivery of that offer. But another way to do this is being able to replicate the intellectual property, if you will, the process, the method. So once she has these dialed in, which she totally does, right? She knows exactly how to deliver it. She knows what to, how to tailor it to them. She knows what the information they need and she has all the templates and the assets, right, to give them. 
Once she has that dialed in, she can then teach other people how to do the same thing. So she has these mini experts that are running underneath her, right, that likely already have this expertise within them. Maybe they, and this is a, this happens a lot, you guys. What I want you to understand is not everybody wants to be an entrepreneur. Not everybody wants to build their business to crazy heights, right? Not everybody wants that responsibility. Some people really love to work as either an employee or like a subcontractor, right? And they love that. It's like more of a lifestyle business. And so there are so many people that do this type of freelance or contract work for other coaches and experts, right? So they already kind of have this expertise. They can come in, she can teach them their method or her method so that they can replicate the service. Now, I know what you're probably thinking is like, nobody could do it as good as I, and people expect me to do it, but that's actually not the case. And yes, there's sort of, again, an expectation there when you think about your face is everywhere and it's like, Uh, they want you but when you do this right and you position it right and you talk about it in the right way you're already setting that expectation up for them to get a really incredible result it's not about the fact that they need Susie to work with them to get the result they signed up or they enrolled or they purchased because they were looking for this specific result and it really shouldn't matter who comes in to fill that role. Now you can still play with it and have fun where maybe you're splitting that time or you're doing some sort of you know co-creation but I think about even the ad agency I work with you know her face is you know the brand of the company and it's you know she it's her last name of the company and so when I came in obviously like I knew though I wouldn't be working directly with her she has a team of 17 people of uh, including all the freelancers that are doing or you know it could be employees or freelancers but it all the team that's doing the work within that sort of pathway right the creatives for the ads the copywriting the strategy right so she's training these people to yes come in and do parts of the work but also she has frameworks and methods for them to learn so that it is still an extension of her values and her brand and there's consistency in the service that they're providing and so i see her sometimes but it's very rare we've actually developed kind of a fun friendship but I work with my strategist underneath the company, right? And the strategist is responsible for taking care of me and making sure that the strategy is there and brainstorming. And then she then passes that info down to the team of the copywriter and the ad person or the Facebook ad, you know, person. I don't know what they really call them, but so if you think about she's been able to replicate her intellectual property and her methods and her frameworks so that she can duplicate them. She can duplicate people underneath her so that she can keep growing underneath her value system and underneath her the way that she does it because people love that. People love her. People love how she thinks about ads and how she executes on those strategies, right? Right. But it's not her that's actually having to fulfill on every single client. There's just no way. And so if you think about even this regard, especially if you're more of a service face, and this is where we're really shifting is um, we don't want to just be, we're not coaching programs. We're actually blending done with you and done for you services. So yes, there's still, you know, consultative and coaching 
uh, mentorship happening, but it's also a blend of we're doing some of it for you while also doing it alongside of you, right? Building your assets, building your launch pages, helping you set up the tech, building your funnels, looking at your email sequences. And it's not just like you're like showing up for coaching calls. That's not really the season of when we think about even launch like a queen, that's not the level of entrepreneur that we're working with. By then they're like ready to rock and roll and they're just like, give me the result as fast as possible. And so when you think about a, a service or scaling a service, it feels like it needs to be you. This is really important even whether you're in a service or not. And if you think about scaling your offer, if you think about even that pathway, if you're not clear on that, I mean, it's a framework, right? I want you to really think about frameworks, really put things into frameworks and study them because it's one thing to teach something, but if you can't teach it in a way that is digestible, then it will be really hard to get people results. But especially if you can never really put into context, like I know that I could always bring a coach in or a consultant under me to replace me because I have frameworks for everything. This is how we think about things. This is how we teach it. And this is, you know, this is how we implement. And so, but that takes time to really study it and understand it. And so always thinking through that lens. And this is again, very advanced, but I want you guys to think about your businesses in such a more expansive way. You don't have to sacrifice the intimacy of your services or your offers or the personalization or customization. In fact, what we're saying is double down on that. But how, what would it look like to scale it in a way that gives you the freedom to live your life while also helping more people and making more money. And so there's so many options here. Another thing too to consider is the when it comes to people and scaling with people is bringing in extra coaches, right? So if you are say a leadership coach and you help women, you know, elevate in their corporate career by really learning how to lead a team and you're really good at team. You're really good at team building and uh, culture and really helping women create a transformational experience in their company through the means of their team. But let's say you are working with your clients, right? You're starting to really understand what they need and what they don't need. And you're finding that a lot of things or you're seeing a pattern in, in some of these topics that are coming up. Let's say you're noticing that a lot of these leaders have a really hard time managing conflict. And you're like, you could probably maybe coach on that, but you actually know somebody that is a conflict expert. Actually, we do. We have a client that is, and she's incredible. So if you need it, let us know. <laughs> but that being said, what happens is now you've not only kind of removed, perhaps eliminated, eliminated some of the discussion points or, you know, when you think about spending so much time, maybe a little bit outside of your, your zone of genius, and it's kind of deterring you and them from getting that full result. You are also now elevating the entire experience by bringing in another expert and you in this other expert, right, can work out some sort of uh, partnership or deal where, you know, maybe you're paying them, you know, an hourly or consultative fee, but it's also a benefit to them too, because they're getting in front of more of their ideal customers and clients. So it's really a mutual benefit. And you see this a lot in the industry. If you think about even 
a lot of companies and large-scale corporations, right? You cannot be everything to everybody. And so it's like finding those leverage points and how do you enhance that overall experience. And so it's really fun to think about how you can elevate the journey by just bringing in other experts. Now, I don't want you to go too broad or like go out of scope here. We don't want to get too distracted on that pathway. But if there is an area where like, I'm not super great at this, we do this in our mastermind. I could, you know, I have extensive experience in leadership in corporate, but mine was more from a project perspective. So I was always leading these large scale initiatives. So I had, I managed projects and teams from that regard, but none of them actually reported directly to me. And even as I'm growing in my business, one of the areas that I'm really being challenged and grown (laughs) in is leadership and managing a team. So we also, but we're noticing this in our mastermind clients as well. So guess what we did? We brought in a leadership expert who's teaching them about team and what this looks and feels like. So could I speak to it in a way that could be somewhat meaningful? Yeah, probably, but not at the depth and the intensity that I think it deserves. And so that's where we brought in that expert. So again, this is a really fun way to just really think about, okay, what does it look like to bring in people to support the overall process to enhance the service or, you know, offer program while also giving me some time to kind of take that breather. So there you have it. You have really the three ways that you can take your offer service to that next level without sacrificing your client's results while also you being able to have more breathing room in your business and help more people. Right? When we talk about increasing the output, right, increasing the results without increasing your input, your hours, your effort, this is exactly what that looks like. So it does take some time to think about where do I want to focus first, and you're not going to do all of this at once. right? These are elements that you can do one at a time or little parts and pieces there. It's really going to depend on the vision of your business, where you want to go with these offers, how you want to carve out your unique niche in the industry and really get known for and how you see yourself really fulfilling on the offers and the services for your clients. There is not going to be one particular business model that's going to be for everybody. And this is why it's so important to give yourself that time and space to be like, what do I want? What do I want for this business and these people? And really get out of the copying and pasting how other people are doing it because that got me into trouble for sure. But it's also so fun to think creatively and innovatively about your services and your offers. So obviously we want to be able to help you do this. This is where we start and launch like a queen. When we think about really streamlining, even if you have a one-to-one coaching offer or a service and you're not really sure, do I grow this or do I need a new offer? That's something that we assess together. And then we look at that overall client journey to think about where can we get your clients better results and how can we really create a category of one with this offer, with what you want to stand for and be known for because that is like where the magic happens. So I hope this resonated with you. Again, if you want to inquire more about Launch Like a Queen, we'll include the link in the show notes. It's application only. Obviously, it really has to be a good match. It's a high and high tier type of service, if you will. And it's not for everybody and we know that. And so we have that application there to really assess if you're ready for it. But if you have questions, absolutely shoot them over. But 
Either way, this is maybe a sign for you to really take a look at your business and really think to yourself about where you want to go, right? This is the prompt. This is your prompt to really ask yourself these better questions so you can get out of the weeds and really get excited about your vision. Hey, you. Thank you so much for listening. It's an honor to be able to pour into the hearts and minds of like-minded entrepreneurs all over the world. But my most favorite part is being able to connect with you in real life. If you loved what you heard here, head over to the community where thousands of female CEOs, just like you, are changing the world one human at a time. We go deeper into the topics we discuss here and give away tangible roadmaps to help you crush your revenue goals. To join this high caliber free community, head over to kinseymackis.com forward slash community. See you there.